Hello, this is Adrian Hendricks and Jerry Hendricks of Save One More Now, Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities dishonoring human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to God in human life than to reject his salvation that is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. Today's message is entitled, The Manifestation of Jesus Messiah, Part 1. As with traditional Christmas stories, it is taken largely from the New Testament Gospels of Matthew and Luke. But in this presentation, we include passages from Genesis to Revelation, which reveal Jesus as the foretold eternal Redeemer. He first appeared in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, as God says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 clarifies who the us is. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, as does Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, that reads, His Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. But crisis in the Garden of Eden brought in the promise of Jesus as the one who would destroy the hated serpent that caused the fall of man at Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And Jehovah God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every animal of the field. You shall go upon your belly and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He appears again in Numbers 24, verse 17, as the sorcerer prophet Balaam makes an epic fail at cursing the children of Israel by delivering this prophetic oracle. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not near. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall strike the corners of Moab, and destroy all the sons of Tumuk. Moses, while giving instruction to the children of Israel prior to his departure, prophesied Jesus' appearance in this warning at Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 19. Jehovah your God will raise up to you a prophet from the midst of you, of your brothers, one like me. To him you shall listen, according to all that you desired of Jehovah your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of Jehovah my God, neither let me see this great fire any more, so that I do not die. And Jehovah said to me, They have spoken well what they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brothers, one like you, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I shall command him. And it shall happen, whatever man will not listen to my words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. In a stunning display of favor on King David, God promised to build an everlasting house for David that would establish a kingdom with no end at 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 1 through 5 and verses 10 through 15. And it happened as David sat in his house. David said to Nathan the prophet, Lo, I dwell in a house of cedars, but the ark of the covenant of Jehovah is under curtains. 
And Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. And it happened the same night the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell David my servant, so says Jehovah, You shall not build me a house to dwell in, for I have not dwelt in a house since the day that I brought up Israel until today, but have gone from tent to tent and from one tabernacle to another, and since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. And I will subdue all your enemies, and I declare to you that Jehovah will build you a house. And it will be when your days have ended so that you must go to be with your fathers, I will raise up your seed after you, who shall be from your sons, and I will make his kingdom sure. He shall build me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And I will not take my mercy away from him, as I took it from him who was before you. And I will settle him in my house, and in my kingdom forever. And his throne shall be established forever, according to all these words, and according to all this vision. So Nathan spoke to David. The prophet Isaiah not only declares the righteous one who is anointed to right all wrongs, but includes where he will live, reveals some of his names, and points back to his ancestor, King David. This begins at Isaiah 9, verses 1 and 2, and verses 6 and 7. Yet there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish, as in the former time. He degraded the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. So afterwards he will glorify the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, on them the light has shined. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There is no end of the increase of his government and peace on the throne of David and on his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from now on even forever. The zeal of Jehovah of hosts will do this. Then at Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 5, the prophet introduces the theme of the branch, referring to his home with which he would always be connected, Nazareth. And a shoot goes out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of Jehovah shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of Jehovah. And he is made to breathe in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge according to the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and shall decide with uprightness for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his heart. Jeremiah continues the prophetic connection with David and the branch as a righteous eternal king at chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. At Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 15 through 18, in addition to other repeated themes, the role of high priest is included. 
In those days and at that time will I cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. For thus saith the Lord, David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. Neither shall the priests, the Levites, want a man before me to offer burnt offerings, and to kindle meat offerings, and to do sacrifice continually. Zechariah 3.8 foretells Jesus' appearance. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. And at Zechariah 6, verses 12 and 13, we have the final branch reference along with the promise of the king, priest, who reigns in peace. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne, and he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Now, from the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, we bring you the birth of Jesus and notable events surrounding his appearance. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias, and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. 
And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me to take away my reproach among men. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth shall She has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days, and she went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this? this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there should be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath hope and his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. 
And they said unto her, There is none of thy kindred that is called by this name. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John. And they marveled all. And his mouth was open immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt round about them. And all these sayings were Noah's abroad throughout the hill country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of the servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, and Judas begat Phares and Zara of Tamar. And Phares begat Esram, and Esram begat Aram, and Aram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Naasson, and Naasson begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias, and Solomon begat Roboam, and Roboam begat Abia, and Abia begat Asa, and Asa begat Josaphat, and Josaphat begat Joram, and Joram begat Ozias, and Ozias begat Joatham, and Joatham begat Achaz, and Achaz begat Ezekias, and Ezekias begat Manasses, and Manasses begat Ammon, and Ammon begat Josias, and Josias begat Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jehoneas begat Salathiel, and Salathiel begat Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begat Abiud, and Abiud begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor, and Azor begat Sadok, and Sadok begat Achim, and Achim begat Eliud, and Eliud begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Matan, and Matan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon into Christ are 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. 
when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Passages from chapter 1, 2, 7, and 9 of the book of Hebrews provide specific points about the identity, the importance, and the eminence of Jesus as the Son of God and kinsman redeemer for the human race. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. We read at Hebrews chapter 2 that Jesus shared humanity with us. At Hebrews 7, we read of Jesus' priesthood. Hebrews 9 explains the importance of Jesus' blood sacrifice. And this chapter ends explaining that since Jesus accomplished his mission, we will see him again. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Let's pray. Our magnificent Father in heaven, we bless your mighty name today and rejoice for your love, which is just as powerful. Many of us wait for this time of the year to arrive for a variety of reasons. Some of us enjoy festive decorations and the atmosphere of celebration. Some of us look forward to the material gifts we will both give and receive from friends, family, and strangers. Some of us look forward to traditional music, religious programs, and food and drink reserved just for the season. There are even some of us who use the time to consider what we understand it is really supposed to be about, and we make the effort to deliver that message to others in many ways. All of these things your grace allows. But today, merciful Father, we ask you to send your light of truth and life into the hearts of those souls who not only dread this time, but hate and reject it. They see this time as a cruel reminder of the advent of searing pain, crushing disappointment, and maddening fear into their lives which they must endure every day. When they wake up, it is more of the same, and there is no real relief in sight. What we ask you for them is this, 
precious daddy. The same thing your holy son Jesus spoke of at John 17, 3, that we might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. For this is the eternal life that you, through the sacrifice of Jesus, purchased for us all. We confess now that in many ways, many of us are plagued with relentless unbelief that makes us arrogant, angry, and difficult to approach. Please bring us to the reset of repentance so we can acknowledge complete ignorance of everything we think we know and allow the humility of such an admission to put us in the place, not of knowing the difference between good and evil, but to know you, to choose you, to believe you, and to obey you. Let every soul who mistrusts you and Jesus come to the realization that they have been deceived about you, the only good God, and your holy character. Let those who shun Jesus because they think he did not achieve everything on his first advent recognize that he shall come again and all he promised will be accomplished. Dearest Father, your grace has brought us again to this day, this week, this month, and this year for yet another opportunity for us all to take you further into our hearts and our lives and to allow us to be drawn closer to you in the process. You have shown us that you are the only owner of everything seen and unseen because you are the creator of all. You have made man after the likeness of the everlasting man, Jesus, to rule and to reign with him. Eternal Father, let those of us who have not yet received your love realize that you are only righteous and just. It is because you are just and righteous that you have forgiven us through the price of our lives paid once for all by your Son, our Deliverer and Rescuer. Jesus, the one anointed for this holy task. Let no one who listens to this message be left without a witness to their hearts of the truth and reality of what they have heard. Bring your children to the joy-filled peace of your kingdom prepared for them before the foundation of the earth. Bring your children to your great heart of love. Thank you for hearing and answering this prayer. It is time, Father, for you to receive what you want for Christmas. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. We at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage all listeners to seek the Lord for His calling on your life. If you are faithful to spend time with Him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that He really loves you and He has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org or our telephone number in the United States, 850-727-727. 0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask you to remember, life Life is good. God God gives life. God God is good.